ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the lounge. I'm your host, John. Thank you guys so much for being here. This is The Last of Us Episode 6 Reaction. So, first off, let me just say this, though, before we actually really dive in. I love how much discourse that I am seeing about this show on social media. So many people that I follow through other podcasts and other mediums and things all over social media are just talking about the show. I love how many people that I interact with on almost a daily basis that are just absolutely enthralled with this show. They're talking about it. They're, I've have a couple of people that are asking me questions about it because they know how big a fan of the game I am and, and they know that, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of it. I, I love seeing so many people that had no idea what The Last of Us was as an IP, as, as a game, or what the story was, and they're just absolutely engrossed into the story of this show. That, for me, as a fan of this game, and as a fan of this show, is so freaking cool to see, and, and I love it. And if you are out there and you're listening to this, you have questions or or anything like that, you know, I am by no means the, the writers or directors or creators or anything like that for the show. I'm just a, simply a fan who loves this media, loves this story, loves this game, loves this show. And I'm just an idiot behind this metal stick and I talk into things that you're hearing through your ear holes, right? Like that's, that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm just a fan. And I'm happy to talk about this with anybody, whether you're a fan of it or you have things that you dislike, anything like that, like add us on social media or, or talk to me there. You can find us, you know where to find us, VGL underscore podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm kind of doing the, the outro during this intro, but you know, I love talking about this and I love the conversations I've been able to have with people thus far and look forward to having more. All that to say that I'm just glad that people are talking about one of my favorite video games of all time and that they're engrossed in, in such a fantastic story. So I just I just wanted to kind of open the show with that because I've I've absolutely loved being a part of some of these conversations and seeing so many other people have and engage in these types of conversations. So, as we always do, we're gonna start off with a ginormous Spoiler warning, if you have not watched episode six of The Last of Us, go do that, and then come join us here in the lounge. Pull up your seat, open your drink, and join us. be great to have you. There's plenty of room. There's also going to be spoilers ahead for the game as well. As we get into the prediction part at the end of the episode, there will be spoilers for the DLC for The Last of Us Part 1. That's called Left Behind. If you have not played it, you may want to skip past the prediction part if you don't want that to be spoiled for you. And with all of that out of the way, let's get into it. And we have another episode that's about an hour in length. And man, I found myself by the end of this episode going, holy shit, it's already been an hour. I could not believe it. Like, 
this episode went by pretty quick for me. I'm hoping that we continue to get these hour, hour plus long episodes because I find myself every week just going, man, these credits are coming too fast. I want to see more. I Give me more. Feed me more. I'm absolutely digging and loving everything about this show so far. And I just want more. <laughs> so yeah, this, this was a runtime of about an hour. And man, I love this kind of opening sequence here. I love that we see this flashback with Henry and Sam. And I love that they do it like almost one for one, like shot for shot from the game. Um, they didn't do it in the episode five, which I understand why. But the fact that they did it here, I think makes it just as powerful as it does in the game where we see you know, Henry shoot himself and the screen goes to black. That's exactly how it happens in the game. And I think that the purpose of that is to show, you know, that time has passed. In the game, we go from the end of Sam and Henry's story right into Jackson, Wyoming. Um, we don't exactly know how much time has passed in the game. It's definitely been a few months as we go from summer to fall within the game. And we're right outside Wyoming and we know that Henry and Sam's story ends in Pittsburgh. So clearly it took a ginormous amount of time, several months even, to get from Pittsburgh to the outskirts of uh, Jackson, Wyoming. So I love that they kind of did a little nod to the game here with uh, kind of this this opening with uh, kind of just reminding us if, if we had forgotten from last week just the end of Henry and Sam's story. And then I love this intro here with this Native American couple. Um, my belief here is that this older couple, just kind of given their age, I'm going to assume that they probably became cut off from society pre-outbreak. So I have no idea whether or not um, I'm right or wrong in in this, uh, this thought process here, but in my own head canon, I think that this older couple decided to kind of live um, just kind of on their own, away from society, kind of pre-outbreak. And, you know, with the outbreak, it became a very good decision. They're kind of cut off. They're, they're able to self-sustain and live on their own. We, we see the, the hunter come in with some rabbits. We saw deer hanging. Uh, they're clearly able to live off the land. Um, and they're, I wouldn't necessarily say they're thriving, but they're finding a way to live in this world um, and kind of make it their own. And I love that, you know, this is maybe something that would have happened uh, in the game. We we don't really know how Joel and Ellie got from Pittsburgh to Wyoming. They would have had to do something like this. They would have had to probably hold somebody up and uh, maybe, you know, kind of hold them at gunpoint, ask for a map, ask for directions, a car even, you know, like how in the hell did they get from western pa all the way out to wyoming we we don't know and so i love that we kind of get maybe a small glimpse into this and i i love um ellie's line here where she says you're not going to scare us and the the older lady goes well we've scared him and you can see joel is like kind of visibly scared he's a little shaken and we kind of get this scene when they leave where he is having this panic attack, and I, I love this because we kind of find out why he's having these by the end of the episode, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. I love seeing that Joel starting to get scared, and honestly, what what I think it is, it's it's kind of validated by the end of the episode. Like he is feeling for Ellie, 
um, he's realizing like, man, this little girl is my daughter replacement. And when, when this older Native American couple is telling him about this river of death and don't go to the west side of the river and, you know, it's like, man, are there, you know, they, the, this older couple is saying that they find infected, they find bodies, you know, all of these things. There is so many reasons for Joel not to go that way and he knows he's, man, damn it, I got to protect Ellie from more shit. And man, it's... You, you see the toll that it's taking on him, and, and I love it. I think uh, Pedro Pascal just did a, an excellent job in portraying these, these feelings here. And I love this next scene here at the campfire. Um, before I go into it, though, I love that, you know, the week leading up to the release of this episode, HBO and Naughty Dog confirm that season two is going to happen. And then they air this episode, and they have so many Easter eggs and callbacks to the second game. They're setting up season two, people, <laughs> and there there's so many things um, starting in this scene in particular, and and more throughout the rest of this episode that I'll do my best to kind of recap that are setting up season two, and in large part um, things that we see or know from part two. So we have this beautiful campfire scene and we kind of see this like paternal kind of side of Joel where he's like, hey, get down from here. Uh, you know, you've been staring at the sky this whole time. Now this is a nod actually to the first game where in the in the university section when, when Joel and Ellie are trying to find the fireflies at uh, this university in eastern Colorado, there's a, a conversation that happens where Ellie asks Joel um, you know, what he wanted to be. And he mentions he wanted to be a singer. And, you know, then Joel in turn asks Ellie and she's like, I want to be an astronaut. So this conversation where Ellie's talking about wanting to go into space and they're talking about, you know, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and uh, Jim Lovell. And then, you know, Joel being able to accurately guess who her favorite astronaut was being Sally Ride. Like Joel is slowly but surely getting into the head of this this little girl and he's really starting to care. This is just one of those father-daughter moments that I absolutely love. I, I love that Ellie tries to start this conversation of, hey, if this all works, like what do you what are we doing afterwards? And Joel's like, what do you mean we? And she's like, okay, well, what about you? And Joel's Joel says that he wants to have a ranch with sheep. Now, if you've played part two, the video game, this has a huge payoff. And I'm going to avoid spoilers like as a whole, I think, for part two, but I'll just say that there's a payoff for that um, in the second game. And so I love that they kind of use dialogue from this to kind of set up something there. And then I love this next little part of this conversation where Ellie is kind of um, questioning whether or not can, you know, this vaccine works. We, we saw her try to cure Sam in the previous episode with her blood and it didn't work obviously and she's wondering like man can the can the fireflies really make a vaccine can can i actually save the world and i love joel's response here because joel really kind of there's no love lost between joel and marlene joel views marlene kind of as a huge linchpin in kind of the breakdown of tommy and joel's relationship marlene kind of started filling tommy with all of these beliefs with the fireflies and and all of these things and it it further drove a wedge between joel and tommy 
But Joel here kind of stands up for Marlene. He's like, you know, Marlene's a lot of things, but she's not an idiot. And if they say that they can do this vaccine, I trust them. That speaks volumes. That speaks huge volumes, in my opinion. Joel has no reason to, to like or have any regard for Marlene. But the fact that he kind of goes to bat for her here is, is just a huge, huge thing. Again, I, I'm a huge fan of kind of Ellie having a little bit of doubt here. Um, we get that a little bit in the game, but, uh, you know, obviously by the end of the game, she's willing to go through this procedure and try to, you know, be the cure for humanity and, and try and save the world. I absolutely love kind of the next set piece that we get. And I, I love that we kind of get them crossing this river. Um, we see we see this really nice set piece with this bridge. It's snowing. Man, just the whole look of this. There's no one around. I, I love this whole set piece. It just looks so freaking cool. Um, of course, we know that they shot all of this in Canada. So, you know, how many people actually live up there? I don't know. No offense to Canadians if you're listening. Um, but yeah, this whole set piece just looks beautiful. And I, I love that we get um, kind of the reverse of these events from the game in the game you come across this hydroelectric dam and you have a few action set pieces set within the dam and they're they're really fun they're it's a it's a great set piece and it's a great setup to the story of kind of what happens a little bit later in the episode um and i love here that we just get to kind of see them looking over across at the dam and then we're kind of making our way to Jackson. In the game, we don't actually get to set foot in Jackson. We get to see it from a distance uh, a couple of times, actually. Um, kind of a, a pivotal scene with, with Joel and Tommy. And then we, we kind of see it at the very end of the game, too, where we get a little glimpse of Jackson. But I love that we get to spend time in Jackson. And we get to see um, kind of the, the thriving, I wouldn't necessarily call it metropolis, but it's a thriving town. And I, I just absolutely love this whole bit. We get this scene afterwards where they have uh, the standoff with apparently these really evil and vile people. Um, they kind of surround them. They come, they come in with all these horses and guns drawn. And then there's there's a dog, and you know, this this guy who kind of does the speaking. I don't think his name is really ever mentioned, but he starts questioning Joel and Ellie, like, "Where are you going? Why you're here?" And I love, again, like, Joel is starting to freak out when he sees this dog and this guy that's kind of interrogating him with a gun pointed at him. He's like, you know, if you guys are infected, this dog's going to smell it. And I love that Joel looks back at Ellie um, and he's, he's freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. And he's so overcome with emotions that he just freezes. He can't do anything to save her. And I love that we kind of see him kind of close his eyes and just kind of pray and hope for the best. And then it just cuts to Ellie and this dog kind of bonding and, and, you know, dogs licking her and playing and everything. And like, obviously the dog wasn't going to find out that she was infected. I mean, but the show has um, definitely thrown us a few curveballs along the way. So it would have been a little interesting to see what would have happened. But I love that whatever has happened to Ellie it doesn't, you know, she's only infected when you use one of those government scanners, those Fedra scanners. Um, and that, and if she shows you her bite marks, 
you know, on her arm. Other than that, you'd have no idea that she's infected. Uh, when Joel mentions, like, hey, we're just passing through, I'm looking for my brother, and we see the character who ends up being revealed to be Maria, um, goes, you know, hey, what's your name? And he says, Joel. And um, then I love that we just see them kind of riding into Jackson. And again, like I mentioned it previously, I love this whole set piece. It looks exactly, maybe not sign for sign and light bulb for light bulb like i i had said last week but it looks and feels like jackson from last of us part two i love that we get so many kind of little callbacks we get the kids throwing snowballs at each other if you play the game you know that that's kind of a cool little part um we get to see kind of like inside you know kind of everyone's individual houses i mentioned we see the dam i i love that they're celebrating Christmas. Like they, they, this is the closest thing that we have to like what our current day life is like, you know, outside of the show, right? Like this is as close as you can get to modern day 2023. Um, and I love that we kind of see this kind of thriving civilization here. I love that we get this kind of nice warm embrace between Joel and Tommy. You know, Joel's made this trek because he feels that Tommy's been in trouble this whole time. Like, we forget that Joel's on a mission because he feels like he needs to save Tommy. Tommy hasn't responded at all on the radio. He's gone radio silent. And they have this embrace. He's like, Tommy! You know, you just feel kind of the pain in his voice, but also like a little bit of joy that he finally sees Tommy. And in, in like typical brother fashion, I love that we get this nice embrace and it's like, man, good to see you. And then, you know, minutes later within the show, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so real life that it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, I love this next scene where we see them sitting, uh, eating a meal and, you know, they're Joel and Ellie are just both going to town because they haven't had a proper meal in, in ages. And, I, I love the standoff because it kind of feels like Joel and Ellie versus Tommy and Maria, even though Joel and Tommy are brothers. And Ellie is definitely, you know, she's cussing, she's saying all these things, and Maria's like, yeah, you know, we took your guns away, and most kids don't, you know, no no kids here have guns, and they also have, you know, cleaner mouths than you. <laughs> um, and, and I love that Joel tries to kind of, he does two things here in this scene. He is trying to show Tommy, like, hey, I can still be a good dad. I think he's trying to, to show that by trying to keep Ellie in check. And um, he also tries to dismiss Maria. He's like, you know, I think it's time for a family conversation. And I love the position of the camera in the shot where they kind of zoom in on Tommy's left hand that very clearly shows a wedding band and then Maria's too. And it's like, Oh shit. Yeah. They're married, which is straight out of the game. We, we knew that going in, you know, those of us who played the game that Tommy and Maria were married. And there is a little callback to the second game. And I love that this was trending on Twitter. Um, the, the little girl that kind of is looking at Ellie while they're eating and Ellie kind of does a, what the fuck are you looking at? And we see this girl in a ponytail. She doesn't say any lines. She just kind of looks and then walks away. And this was trending on Twitter because uh, the I believe it was trending as was that Dina. If you've played the second game, you know that Dina is a very important and pivotal character. I won't say why. I would just say if you have time, play that game. It's very, very good. Um, but Dina plays a huge role, especially in Ellie's story 
in part two. And if that really, if they're setting up for Dina there, I think that that was great because there is a conversation in part two about when Ellie and Dina first met and they basically played into that with this scene. So I thought that that was really cool. I love that, uh, you know, after the scene where they're eating food, Joel and Ellie kind of get a tour around uh, Jackson and we see the stables, we see the greenhouses and things. And I love that when they get up to the stables, uh, Ellie makes a comment about a horse and they ask what the horse's name is. The horse's name is Shimmer, which is the name of Ellie's horse in part two. So again, like they're having all of these callbacks to the second game. They're totally setting up for season two and I absolutely love it. I'm eating this shit up. It's and it tastes tastes perfect. Tastes good to me. Uh, bring it on. And then I love that we get them kind of showing Joel his house. Like, hey, we we have a house set up for you guys. It's right across the street from us. And Joel tells Tommy, like, hey, I'd like to talk with you. And they go into the bar, kind of have a talk. And and Ellie Maria kind of go off on their own. And I love this this kind of confrontation, this scene here. In the game, it happens much differently, where Joel kind of confronts Tommy and goes, hey, man, this girl is is immune and I need you to take her to the fireflies. Now we get a second version of this scene later on and I'll get to that in a couple minutes. But um, you know, Joel is definitely confrontational here where he's like, you know, is is your wife the reason why, you know, you've been off the radio and and all these things like he's he's going in on Tommy and Tommy's like, "Look, man, Maria found me and, you know, that their their people took me in." And they gave me a place to stay. They take care of me. And all they ask of me is that I follow their rules. And now this, there, there's a part of this that is different from part two. When Tommy reveals that him and Maria are expecting, that's a new wrinkle. That's not in the second game. And I love that it gives Tommy like a, a secondary reason to be cautious about where to take Ellie and if he should take Ellie and all of these things. Um, I, I love it, and I think that it works here. It's it's brilliantly portrayed, and and I love it. It takes place in a bar where they're they're having drinks. You know, again, this is this is that brother thing. Uh, five minutes ago, it's like, man, I love you. It's good to see you, and now it's like the whole, all right, fuck you, get out of my face. And they they kind of they end on this little argument, like, oh man, this that's all you got to say to me is just, well, we'll see how good a father you are. You know, and Tommy was around. He saw Joel as a as a father to to Sarah, and Tommy was kind of like dad 2.0 for Sarah. Uh, they just kind of have that relationship. It was it was evident in the very few moments that they were you know in the game together or on screen together in the first episode. And then I love at the end of kind of this bar fight, Tommy leaves, and then Joel walks out, and he kind of has this vision. Um, he sees someone that kind of looks like Sarah. And I, I the, the actress that they got for this, I mean, from behind, the hair looks exactly the same. And I love that he's, like, thinking, man, this could have been my life. Like, this could have been my life. This girl looks the age that Sarah would be at this time and has a little daughter that looks exactly like her. And Joel goes, man, you know, he's thinking to himself, this is the life that, that was robbed from me, that was taken from me. And he has another panic attack because, again, he's thinking, I know he's thinking about Sarah in this moment, but, you know, Ellie has kind of become this Sarah replacement. And then we get this scene with Ellie and Maria. Um, 
<laughs> you know, in in a in a post-apocalyptic world, uh, you know, menstruation is never brought up at all. <laughs> and so I love that they decided to go a little bit awkward here. And Maria provides uh, Ellie here with a with a little cup and and a change of clothes, which is the exact same sweatshirt that she gets from the game, and says, "Hey, I'm across the street." And I, man, this next scene is just so cool. Like. Instead of having an action set piece, like this is a verbal fight between Maria and Ellie. Like it's a standoff, right? Like they're on kind of opposite sides and they're they're having this fight. And, you know, Maria is trying to warn Ellie, like, you need to be wary of Joel. And Joel's, you know, and Ellie's standing up for Joel. Like, no, you don't know him the way that I do. I've just, you know, kind of trekked across the whole country with him. Like he's not the same guy. And Maria is trying to warn Ellie, like, hey, you know, I'm married to a guy that followed him across the country as well. Like, remember, they went from Austin, Texas and made it into Boston somehow. Uh, We don't really know the full story of what they did. They obviously killed innocent people. They met Tess along the way. They met Bill along the way. I know, and they, they, Tommy said it in the previous scene, like, man, they, it wasn't just things that we did. We killed innocent people. Tommy admits that. And Maria's trying to kind of channel this, um, this kind of maternal instinct here. She sees Ellie and kind of wants to, to kick in this maternal instinct, right? Um, and I love that at the beginning of, of this scene, we see this chalkboard on above their fireplace where it has Sarah's name, um, and then it has the name of um, Maria's kid that died at, uh, if I remember correctly, it was only about three years old. So Maria was a mom prior to the outbreak, and then her child died during the outbreak. And that's something that I know was in supplemental material um, for for the games. I don't think it was, if, if I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, if it was expressly stated or not, I don't think that it was. I could be wrong. You can at me later. <laughs> you know, they, they kind of have this this verbal fight here. And I love that Maria's like impressed with Ellie. Like, hey, you. she actually says it. Like, you would have made a good lawyer. And I love it kind of ends with like, all right, we're going to go watch the movies now. And I love, again, like it's, um, it's just showing them trying to be as close to n- normal and kind of what our modern day society looks like. And I love we get this next scene here between Tommy and Joel. It's kind of a reconciliation scene from from their fight within the bar earlier. And we see Tommy bring in a pair of boots. Joel's sitting there kind of putting duct tape on his one um, shoe. And I, and I wonder if in that moment, because I um, I was thinking maybe he'd say something, but when I, when I saw him using duct tape, I was like, man, that's a little bit of a callback from episode two after the museum fight with um, Tess and Joel and Ellie and, uh, you know, kind of at the end of that clicker fight, you know, that Tess got bitten in, um, we see them duct tape uh, Tess's ankle. And so I was wondering maybe if in that moment uh, Joel's kind of thinking about Tess a little bit with the duct tape and, and the boot. I don't know. That was just kind of my own thought there. I don't know if anyone else felt that way or not. But, um, man, this scene is powerful because 
Joel is having to admit, he's being fully open and honest to the one person in the world that he feels that he can do that with. You know, he never was fully open and honest with Tess. He's not been fully open and honest with Ellie, obviously. He wasn't going to be that with Bill or, or anyone else he's come across, but he feels that way and feels comfort in the presence of Tommy. And he breaks down here and just says, man, like, I don't trust myself. I'm too attached. And, you know, he's all but admitted, like, you know, man, I care for this little girl and I can't stand to lose someone again. I can't stand to lose someone that I care about again. And, you know, he's trying to get Tommy to to come with him on, on this mission. He, he asks, like, how long it takes? Has he done it before? And tries to convince Tommy, like, you know, either we do this together. Like, I, I just can't. I don't trust myself. I can't hear as well. I'm having these panic attacks. And then I love, you know, Tommy's response here. Like, okay, you know what? I'm... I'm need to talk with Maria and uh you know we'll we'll set out at dawn and then man we get this next scene this is straight out of the game this guy it was called like the farmhouse scene or something and they change a little bit of the dialogue but I'd say like 90% of the dialogue is there where we have this kind of standoff between um Joel and Ellie because Ellie in the in the movie scene recognizes that Joel isn't there and she's trying to go find Joel and uh, apparently you know she overheard the conversation which I love because uh, in in the game we see after kind of this fight sequence breaks out at the dam because Joel and Tommy's confrontation gets broken up with with gameplay and you're having a fight against some raiders and at the end of it we see Joel and Ellie kind of bonding and we see Joel caring for Ellie and Tommy comes to the realization like oh shit like Joel's in his feels and he's feeling the same way about Ellie as he did for Sarah and Joel has to confront Maria and go you know what I'm gonna take this little girl off her hands and uh, um, and he attempts to and then Ellie kind of freaks out grabs a horse and runs off and a whole new set piece starts that's kind of how it plays out in the game uh, in the show, we get um, uh, this scene in the farmhouse that is just beautifully done. I love that they kind of mirrored it where um, they're standing kind of opposite of how they do in the game. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a geek when it comes to this shit, and I love seeing uh, kind of these things. But this scene, man, oh my god, is it heartbreaking and so good. They acted it out perfectly, in my opinion, where... Uh, Ellie's just pissed off. Like everyone that I've cared for has either died or left me. Everyone fucking except for you. So don't tell me I would be better off with Tommy. I'd just be more scared. Um, I love that she brings up Sarah and that Joel's like, you know, don't do this. This again, this is like verbatim word for word, uh, from, from the game scene. And Joel, you know, ends it by saying, you know what? You're not my daughter and, uh, I'm not your dad. And then, you know, at dawn tomorrow, we're going our separate ways. And I think Joel needed to say that out loud to kind of actually express how he feels because, you know, less than 12 hours later, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I just need to say that to get it off my chest. You're my daughter. Let's go. And I love, you know, this kind of next scene that we get where um, 
you know, Tommy comes in, knocks on the door, and you can see just for like a, a, a smidge of a second that Ellie's like, is it Joel? No, it's not Joel. Fuck, it's Tommy. Um, and they walk out to the stables, and Joel's already there. He's loaded up a horse. And I, man, it's just the little bit of comedy that comes in this scene where Joel's like, you know what? You deserve a choice. And without hesitation, without any hesitation, Ellie's like, all right, let's go. Throws him the bag. They get on the horse. And man, I, I just love it. It's so freaking funny because they both realize in that moment that, okay, you're my dad. You're my daughter. Cool. Let's go. Um, and, you know, we get this kind of very sweet goodbye between Tommy and Joel. And, you know, Joel asks for Tommy's rifle that he apparently was like, oh, yeah, I can hit a clicker, you know, from a mile away and blah, blah, blah. Which, again, is a another one. Which, again, is another one of those callbacks to part two. There's um, there's some gameplay. There, there's a it's a callback to part two there's a there's a couple of fun gameplay set pieces that's all i'll say um and i love that joel asks for the gun you know he needs to protect ellie and and kind of and and himself obviously um asks where this this lab is where you know tommy's former firefly group is and says you know it's the same place in the game this eastern colorado university which is not a real university i don't think uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then they head out. And again, this is a prediction that I had from last week that they're kind of going to fast forward the whole university section, which is fine in my book because there's a it's a lot of gameplay. There's not really story driven stuff until the end, like the very end. And that's where they kind of put their focus on it. Um, so we we get to the university or. Uh, I, I love that we kind of get, uh, again, another scene from the game here where Joel's explaining um, football to her. That's another scene from the game. And I love this kind of revisionist history where he's like, oh, man, I was a contractor and contractors were cool people. I love that he's like kind of rewriting his own history. We see this really sweet moment where, you know, she puts her head uh, on his shoulder, kind of gives him a hug. And, um, you know, they're, you know, they're they're having their their father daughter moment here. Uh, absolutely love this. I love uh, Joel is this is like their one moment of happiness and peace where Joel is teaching Ellie how to shoot. Um, <laughs> and man, it's 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 just it's it's good. I just kind of love this bit. I love that, you know, he kind of sets up this dummy and it writes asshole on the face and then shoots it right in the center of the word asshole. <laughs> it's just it is quintessential Joel. Um, I love that whole bit. It's really sweet. Um, then we come across the the university. And again, we get another kind of shot from the game where we see the monkeys. Uh, and Ellie has never seen a monkey. I, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's just great. Another callback to the game. And again, we see like a firefly symbol, which is again, straight out of the game. And they, they make their way to kind of this lab area. And it's vacant. And you know, Joel quickly ascertains like, man, this is a, he finds this packing list and goes, man, I, I think they've, they've probably gotten out of here. They've, they've moved on from here. And then they hear like some noises upstairs. Let's go check it out. 
And this plays out a little bit differently from the game. In the game, they they end up coming across the monkeys that were the cause of the noise. So that's still the same. Uh, but they end up finding this uh, tape recorder in the game that one of the Firefly scientists kind of left behind. Um, he gets bitten by one of the monkeys that's infected. They're trying to find a cure. And he gets inf- uh, he gets bitten by one of these infected monkeys and then makes this kind of tape at the end. Basically says like, hey, if you're looking for the fireflies, they moved on. They've gone to Salt Lake City. And in the show, we kind of uh, see Joel and Ellie kind of rummaging around. And we see this kind of like cork board with, you know, multiple colored pins kind of all pointing to Salt Lake City. So cool. We know where we need to go now. And then we see the Raiders show up. This is, again, kind of exactly from the game. A little bit. It plays out differently in the game where uh, they get a Joel and Ellie get attacked by raiders, and then there's this kind of smaller set piece where Joel gets attacked and they fall off this like second story balcony, and Joel uh, gets pierced by rebar. That's how it plays out in the game. In the TV show, it was different, but I love the kind of change that they made here. Um, They make it out, and they're about to get on the horse, and they get attacked by these guys. And I love that Joel's just so overcome with emotion. He's he's running on adrenaline here. He's protecting Ellie. He fights this guy, and he doesn't even realize that he's been pierced. He's been stabbed by this broken part of this baseball bat. Uh, And Ellie has to go, like, hey, Joel, like, what the fuck? Like, look down. Uh, and then they, they very quickly get on the horse and they're, they're out of Dodge or at least attempt to be. And, and I love this. This is kind of, again, right from the game. Um, eventually we see Joel fall off the horse and Ellie's like, man, you know, tell me what to do. I I need you like, wake up, wake up, open your eyes. Like, what am I supposed to do here? You need to tell me what to do. Um, and I love that it, that it just ends here. Um, and that's it, man. That's the episode. Holy cow. This is, this was all good in my book. No bad. Um, let's see. What could be an ugly? Um, fuck it. No ugly either. Just all good. There we go. <laughs> that's it. That's my good, bad, and ugly for this one. Man, another great episode. If I'm going to get, give it a score. I'll give this like a, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'll give it like a 9.75, not quite a 10. Not not quite there. I think last episode was just a just a little bit better, just a little bit better. But I know where we're going, and so I'm just incredibly excited. Which now leads me into predictions. And as I mentioned in the opening, um, this is going to spoil the DLC, the downloadable content for the first game. So if you haven't played it and don't want that spoiled, um, go ahead and fast forward a couple of minutes. Um, I'll try my best to mark a timestamp in the show description so that you know not to be spoiled. So, predictions for next week. Um, we are going to get uh, Ellie's story from Left Behind, which is a DLC. It's about a two-hour DLC, or give or take. Um, you can com- you can complete it sooner. But one of the things that I love about this DLC is it takes a place across two timelines. Because in the game, we see Joel get pierced by the rebar, and we don't know what happens. Kind of screen goes to black, and then next thing we know, the screen says winter. It's like, wait, what just happened? We were in fall, now we're in winter. So some amount of time has passed, probably a handful of months, couple of months, something like that. We haven't seen Joel 
And in the game, this was such a huge revelation because this is the section of the game where you actually play as Ellie for the entire winter section of the game. And I love this whole section. This whole section of the game has so many great and memorable set pieces. Um, we meet a handful of characters. There's a lot of shit that happens in this. And I absolutely love it. Um, and eventually in the game, we we get to see Joel. Uh, Ellie's trying to find medicine. She comes back. She administers some medicine. Uh, I believe in the game it's like... Um, penicillin if i remember correctly um and in the dlc we get to see kind of her journey to kind of take care of joel from from the onset of once he gets pierced by the rebar like she makes a sled that the horse then kind of drags behind them uh she kind of bandages his wound she finds you know all of these kind of like uh, she, she finds uh in this abandoned mall a first aid kit that's in a helicopter that's suspended above um, the mall, like it kind of crashed through the roof, and she's got to fight her way through some clickers and some stores in the mall to kind of get to this first aid kit and uh, just some other cool set pieces. But the other part of the timeline is Ellie's events leading up to the beginning of the first game, uh, and it focuses on her relationship with her best friend slash uh, kind of... Um, romantic interest which is her friend riley um and we see kind of the events that led into them getting infected and if you know what happens spoiler within a spoiler i guess here it ends with riley dying and ellie not and then she gets put into um you know she sneaks back into the boston qz and marlene finds her and um we find out that you know she got infected, but she's immune. Uh, and that kind of starts the whole process of Marlene trying to get her out of the city and start to find a cure. So I think we're going to get the two timelines. We didn't see it in the preview, but I think it'd be really cool to do the kind of two timelines of showing her taking care of Joel. But I could also see um, them doing just the timeline of Ellie leading up to the first game, and we may not see Joel again until the beginning of the next episode. Um, so my prediction is that they'll probably do it like Left Behind. That's going to be my official prediction. We'll see what happens. So yeah, that's my predictions for next week. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. This episode went a little bit longer just because I was so excited to talk about it. Um, as always, appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining me here in the lounge. You know where to find us. Social media is VGL underscore podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Our Discord link will be in the show description below. Let us know what you guys think of this episode and what you guys liked or disliked about episode six of The Last of Us. You guys are awesome. Stay cool. And I will catch you guys next Tuesday. <laughs>